to Mike Chank Waifu Waifu. Waifu, waifu, Montel, is that you? It's winter time, baby. This is episode 187. Six, bro. 186 of Mike Check, Waifu, Waifu. As always, it's brought to you by Lude Complex. Make sure you go to LudeComplex.com, DonkTalkShop.com, and as well as our Patreon. Go to Patreon.com slash Mike Check, Waifu, Waifu, and support us as a daughter above and get access to tells bongo straight dogs season four episode one watch along you can watch along with king teliano the full episode of bongo straight dogs and if you want access to other watch alongs and other things of that nature feel free to support us there at patreon.com slash mike check waifu also the after story podcast is coming back next week next week is the return of my favorite other podcast uh, that's kind of egotistical, isn't it? Since <laughs> since we kind of do both uh, of my fa- anyway, my after story is back. <laughs> I called it my after story. It, it's your, it is yours, but it's ours. So it's, it's our. cool to be excited. This is <laughs> I can't wait to do that. Uh, after story is back. So again, support us at a dollar above to get access to that and get early access to the video version of this podcast where you can watch us live. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at Mike Check Waifu on Instagram at Mike Check Waifu Waifu and on TikTok. At Mike Check Waifu Waifu. You will see our presence uh, expanding there, including longer form clips on our Twitter, uh, which is really the only reason why we got Twitter blue was to post longer clips of our podcast on there. So that's what we'll be doing here shortly. So without further ado, let's do further. This is a big episode. Now, um, I'm not even, we're not even going to do episode of the week, okay? Because episode of the week is kind of like, and po- it's, it's, it's possible to do, but we're going to do it in a more natural, free-flowing way, okay? And by natural, free-flowing way, I mean, we're going to talk about a shit ton of episode ones of shows this winter. Just to put it in perspective, okay? Um, before I ask Tell how he's doing, just to put it in perspective real quick, Tell, you said you watched 17 shows? 17 new shows as we guess. Okay, and I watched 21. <laughs> so we got a lot of animated talk But before we do that I gotta ask brother How you feeling this week How was your week man With all these anime It's been a great week bro It's been a great week uh, I, I'm really feeling I'm really feeling it This is a uh, In terms of like What, what anime has been given this week I'm actually very Very pleased already um, Outside of anime I'm also feeling it, bro. It's it's the beginning of the year. I feel good, feel hot, feel like uh, uh it's a lot of good stuff coming in general. Yeah, um, for sure. So you know, all positive vibes because that's just what it, what's all all I got coming. How about you, brother? How you feeling? Same, man. Same. I'm st- I still been having such such a hard time catching up on my sleep. 
because um, I'm back, obviously, I'm back in H-Town. Let me tell you the story, okay? <laughs> let, let Polo take you on a journey, okay? This is going to be a crazy journey, but let me just take y'all for a journey before we get into this anime talk. It's probably going to be a long episode, um, but just bear with me. So here, here's how I go. All right, this week, last week, last week? Yeah, no, this week. Damn, that was this week. That's crazy to think about. I'm still still so thrown off, but I decided to, you know, come back down to Houston. Okay. Now, every time before I take my trip, either up to Ohio or down to Houston, I look at the weather channels radar and make sure the weather is clear in every state that I drive in uh, going to and from. Okay. Coming down, I looked at the radar. The radar was completely clear. There was literally nothing across the entire U.S., out of like outside of like Washington, Oregon, those upper areas, there was like a snowstorm. It wasn't coming our way. I wasn't worried about it. So it was completely clear. I'm driving. I'm driving. Do do do. I go down to Ohio. Uh, go, go sorry from Ohio. Go down to you know Columbus, Cincinnati. Perfectly fine. Everything's normal. Um, get to Kentucky. Huh? The hood. <laughs> get to get to Kentucky. When I get to Kentucky. Um, it starts raining. I'm like, where, where does this rain coming from? So I decided to add a rest station, take a look at the Weather Channel app. When I look at the Weather Channel app, I see storms, like storms to the point of tornado warnings. Literally like, hey, there's a tornado touching down in Arkansas as we speak. There's a tornado touching down coming up towards Tennessee as we speak. And it was just this fucking random wave of storms. Now I'm looking at it. I'm in Kentucky, Louisville, Kentucky. And I just see all these storms. I call my mom. I'm like, yeah, I don't know where these storms came from. I don't know where I'm going to do or where I'm going to go because I'm not trying to be stuck in no tornado. <laughs> and she was obviously she was freaking out. Um, so we're trying to figure something out. Then I had the thought. Um, I'm like, wait, my father lives in Alabama. He's in, in Alabama right now. I was looking at the radar. And literally, if you look at the storm from Arkansas to Tennessee to Kentucky, that's where all the storms were. Tornado warnings and all. I look down to where Alabama is completely fucking clear, wide open, nothing wrong. So I call my father at about 9 p.m. Um, let's say it was Monday night, 9 p.m. Uh, and say, hey, dad, you know, there's some tornadoes in my path. Cool if I come down and uh, stay with you. So, like, yeah, of course. So I drive another four hours, no sleep, no rest, no stopping down to uh, Huntsville, Alabama, where I spent the night there in my father's house for the first time ever because I haven't seen my father's house since he's moved, retired from the military three years ago. And when I tell you, <laughs> this motherfucker house is crazy. He got he got a movie theater upstairs, like seven, eight seats. He got uh, three, four, five rooms, all with full bathrooms, full like f- fully decked out, a nice backyard, fully fenced in. Three, four car garage. I'm like, man, what the? I might need to come to Huntsville, Alabama more often, man. This is this is beautiful, but it, it makes sense because I'm picking for a weekend, <laughs> right? It makes sense though because he he makes a lot of money because he works for NASA. But yeah, it's uh, it was it was interesting. So after that, after I spend a night there, I wait. The storms finally come to Alabama. I'm still at my father's house at like until about three, four p.m. Um, then I decide like these storms ain't going away. Like I would have to be at my father's house for a whole nother day for the storms to leave my particular area. Unless, unless I go back up and around to get back to Houston. So what I had to do is I had to go up from Huntsville back up to 
unfortunately, Tennessee. Mm-hmm. And then <laughs> and then go to like go to Memphis and then back down to Little Rock, Arkansas. And then that's when I got to Houston. But during that drive, I had nothing. I did. It was like a three hour, two and a half, three hour delay from my original 12 hour trip or, or yeah. Yeah. So coming from Huntsville to Houston, it would have been like 11 hours. But because I had to like take that detour and go up, it was about another 13 it added a couple of hours to that trip. So with that, like my sleep schedule has been fucked. Like I've been absolutely fucked when it comes to <laughs> to my sleep schedule, period. So I digress. I say all that to say, man, I'm exhausted. <laughs> I'm still not back to normal when it comes to the sleep. But I made it to Houston safely. Me and Saber. Saber has been the same. He's been so lethargic and tired himself. <laughs> even even now, he lays behind me, knocked out. But it was a crazy, it was a crazy trip. It was a crazy trip. I'm just glad I made it safe safely. Yeah, I'm sure. glad you are. You did too, because uh, I was looking up because I'm like, wait, do you drive through Tornado Alley to get here? And it's like coming from Ohio, you very easily could because let's say you come at that angle, and I'm not sure exactly how the the the, the interstate works on that specific transition, right? Like mm-hmm. when you come, you drive like through like indiana and then come or do you go through like straight down and then around yeah no it's just straight down it's straight down to cleveland columbus uh cincinnati kentucky it's like straight down okay so yeah then i guess you you could very easily still very much hit tornado alley because they're saying tornado alley shifted right so like everywhere you go you you in that drive is a tornado chance. Yeah, it was wild. It was wild. It was a, it was very wild. Um, like I said, if I didn't drive to Huntsville, I probably would be in in the in the shit. Anyway, let's get back to the show. I forgot to mention our Patreon producers this week. How, how dare I? A B Aaron Brown, Dre the Goat, G Johnny from Show Go High, Ked the Pro from Chaotic Culture and Show Go High. Explicitly, Monique Williams and Nachi. Thank you all so much for producing this and many other episodes of the podcast. We truly appreciate it. Couldn't do it without y'all. Remember, y'all got access to that watch along with King Teliano as well as um, After Story Access, the exclusive Patreon video podcast. And what else? Oh, yeah. Early access to the video version of this podcast. All right. Now, without further ado, let's do further. Talk about this anime. Um, I'm going to go first, if you don't mind, brother. Let's do it, bro. Okay. The, The anime... I want to talk about that I feel has has to get some type of love. Now, I did some slight slight research, and by slight research, I mean I looked up the studio that did it because I had to figure out why it was this way. But it was this anime called Sorry, I I gotta find the actual title. There's so <laughs> many anime in my honey list right now that is actually disgusting. Okay. So the first one I want to start off with is the Ice Blade Sorcerer Shall Rule the World. Okay. That was one that I watched. That's like the, the high school battle anime. But um, watching it made me realize the first thing I had to do while I was watching it, I paused it in like the middle of the show because it was extremely stiff. It was an extremely stiff anime. The animations were rough. It didn't look that good as far as like just the character interaction goes. But when the, from the small little bit of action we did see, it, it looked pretty okay. And it's by a studio. And this is their first anime ever. So mm. it, it would explain why it looks like that. But it's by a studio called Cohearts. Never heard of them before. This is the first anime they've ever produced. And after knowing that, 
watching this, I looked at it in a, at in a whole nother light because it's actually not as bad as you would think for somebody for an anime studio's first um, soiree. Yeah. At a, like I haven't even heard of anybody that works for for Kohart, so I can't even speak to that. Like it's it's different from uh, Jobless Reincarnation being that that being their first anime and that a brand new studio because. All of those people are extremely veterans. Like those people came from, I believe, uh, the uh, the studio that did ReZero. Was that Silverlight? I think I think Silverlink or something like that. I can't remember. Silver uh, Fox. Silver Fox. That's it. Yeah, it's a lot of veterans from Silver Fox that created that studio to do Jobless. So I I can't really give them their flowers because they're already veterans. They're like they're legendary in the game. Yeah, they Silver Fox. Yeah, exactly. So Cohart's this is their very first anime, and it was it, coming at it from that perspective, not that bad of a show. As far as the story goes, I'm liking it a lot more than I thought I would. As far as the, the concept goes, it's about this student who's uh, caught in ordinary because he's not from a known family, gets brought into this uh, to this magic school, um, and he's in this magic school, and everybody fucking can't stand him for whatever reason because he's an ordinary but he's an extremely mature kid that seems to have his head on straight that is just trying to get get by in a school and you meet some of the like the top players of it they, are, they got the typical redhead girl who's probably going to be his his romance option um, mm-hmm. <laughs> it doesn't have romance in the, in the genres but you can rest assured probably is going to be the case um, but it's uh, it's not bad. What's what's extremely interesting about it is what happens at the end, and what happens at the end is that you find out that he's one of these what seven tops magic wielding people. Um, yeah, which is and obviously obviously we're gonna spoil episode ones of stuff here, so be ready for that. We're just talking episode ones, but just to see if you like what you hear and maybe want to give it a try yourself. But what you think? Yeah, I, I thought it was a. Uh... Like I, I have to agree with you on the on the stiffness of the show, right? Um, but it's very reminiscent of that like high school blazer battle anime scenario. Um, so I'm cool with that. Yeah. Um, I I would like to see a good development on uh, a romance, like you said, because at that at this point, um, go ahead and give us the full blown Shiver of a Fell Night and um, what's yeah. that? Yeah, give us the whole thing. Um, Getting kuburu. Yeah, yeah. But I did like the ending more or less was my favorite part and not because of like action or anything, but the fact that we saw that photo and knowing that he was part of a military at a young age, like he was the only kid in that photo, if you remember the photo. So that means it's dope and he don't have to call the colonel colonel anymore. He addresses her as what was her name? Abby. Mm -hmm. So like we see the principal of that school. He's clearly already a demon. We just don't get to see the demon yet. Yeah, it's very. It's what's cool about it is that it it it, pro, it projects uh, something very neat. And you just think about the fact that as a little kid, when he was essentially adopted, we call it adopted into basically the military at an early age, because you know at the very beginning you find about about how powerful he actually is, but. What it touches on is the fact that he's a lot more mature than just a kid. And it's Mm -hmm. because he's experienced it all pretty much. He's just going backwards now into school to just kind of live or try to live a normal life, which is which is more interesting than just your typical battle magic battle school anime. I think personally, 
I thought it was really, really cool. Again, very stiff. You can tell it's you can tell it's budgetedly animated. Um, but I will continue to watch this one. I think this is one um, for sure that I'm going to give more of a chance. Now, meet me in about four weeks to find out if this goes on our uh, uh, elimination episode because we are going to have a winter elimination episode because 21 episodes a week and even more by the time, like when this airs, we sh- we're probably going to have about... Another fifteen. It's it's looking like another three more anime is getting added to the list of stuff that we already got going. Um, So, I mean, hit me up in four weeks to let me know if it if it survives the elimination. But right now, I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying it. What you got, Tell? What's your first anime? Uh, I I don't think you watch this one because I I don't think it's up your alley. But Giant Beast of Ours, and you might you might have watched it. It's the only one on my list I didn't. All right, cool, good. Um, so just right off the bat, um, going into the episode, it gave me Monster Hunter, Mm. Attack on Titan, Mm. and. I'm not gonna say Legend of Zelda, mm. but it kind of gave me that that vibe, right? Like there's magic monsters, giant monsters, uh, and that's what I mean by the 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 Attack on Titan. The Attack yeah, on Titan. That's the only I'm thing not, that turned me off. I don't mean like storyline wise. I mean that like in the beginning we get attacked by giant monsters mm. and kind of how they uh, how the world approaches this scenario is kind of dope. Um, our, our, it seems like our main character is going to be two, two people. One guy seems to be a paladin. It almost gives us like that D and D, uh, character list. One guy is a paladin and he saves someone that is very clearly a cleric. She did not know more or less what was going on when she came into the city. Um, ended up picking up this ring that, uh, and, and this, this was kind of funny, but it's a ring that only one person is supposed to be able to wear. It's a cursed enchantment, like cursed enchantment ring. And she looks at it and it slides on lights up and everything. Um, it does something to her in this episode that essentially causes her to react and all of the giant beasts come out and attack. Mm. Uh, so she caused the, the rumbling. That, yeah, she caused the <laughs> rumbling first episode. It didn't take her four, four five, six seasons and three uh, final cores. Um, <laughs> Nothing against Attack on Titan because I really do like Attack on Titan, but you know, you? Uh, but the the it was it was a nice it was it was nice actually it was really cool. Um, the only thing I would say about it so far, and it's just like an early kind of review, um, they could have made some of the characters more likable to begin mm. with because that's where things are going to be based on. And and obviously, if you want action, then you're probably already got this probably already sunk its teeth into you. But I like a little bit of uh, character development with my action. So it would have been cool to see a little bit more of those characters, but I'm pretty sure to get better as it goes because our main male lead in this is uh, mysterious, to say the least. So we'll get more information on him as it goes. But pretty solid first episode. I couldn't complain. Nice, nice. Um, One of the shows for me that was uh, that I was looking forward to, I'm going to watch this trailer even well before the season was announced and I don't know why I didn't mention it during our winter preview episode, but it's one that I, I've watched the trailer for a couple of months back and it's the, uh, the ice guy and his female colleague. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. When I tell you that this is the most adorable slice of life ever. Um, well, slice of life, supernatural, um, per se, but it's about, 
it's about this guy who who was born from the snow spirit uh and he gets a job and he and he basically is getting ready to go to his new job and and, and actually that's not how it starts because it starts with the female lead the female lead her name is uh oof. Uh, <laughs> Fuyasuki san there it is Fuyasuki so Fuyasuki is is the is a girl who graduated high school and starting her her work career um and she's just walking across the beach and she noticed this guy literally standing on a like in the in in inside of a block of ice and she's just a normal high school girl who was not necessarily bullied in school but people kind of avoided her because she just seemed so nonchalant that um, people really didn't know how to interact with her, and she and she is. She's very just. Uh, I guess you. What's the word I'm looking for? Muted. Um, she doesn't really stand out much or anything like that. But it's a show. When I tell you it's fucking adorable, it's so adorable because the way the ice guy works, um, or his name is a uh, Himaru Kun, the way his 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 powers work, if you will, since he came from the ice spear, is that whenever he expresses any emotions, it exudes snow in a different way so if he's nervous he gets locked up in a block of ice he starts to freeze from his feet down and upward um if he's flustered he like blizzards come out of nowhere if he's extremely excited a little snowman pop out and 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 during the show they find out that um like just this is in the trailer as well that they are actually work colleagues so they sit next to each other after they meet each other on a on a pier and she noticed him in a block of ice she helps him melt from his from his block of ice and then later they find out that they actually work together and from there she just does everything she can to make him as comfortable as possible and his and our ice guy his internal monologue his out his outturn his exterior is extremely just monotone and flat but his internal monologue and, and, and feelings just exudes just personality and i fucking love that um so whenever like uh, yeah exactly whenever fuyasuki does something nice for him he's all giddy on the inside and he feels extremely happy about it so snow pops out um but it's it's a very interesting show extremely cute very 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 fucking wholesome um it's right up it's right up my alley it's a slice of life it looks like it's going to be, yeah, 12 episodes long. And it's done by a studio called Zero G and Liber, which I, uh, I never heard of either one of these. Maybe Zero G. I heard of Zero G before. Yeah. Yeah, because Zero G did. Um, wow. Unfortunately, they did High Rise Invasion. <laughs> but, which didn't have the worst animation. <laughs> but they did My Roommate as a Cat. That's one that I liked a lot. Um, Quite a bit of slice of life. So looks like it's, it's, it's going to be decently animated which i enjoy i enjoy the character design too the character design is very 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 nice but good show all in all for sure so far slice of life back for show so uh i kind of feel like uh this season is going to be ripe for izakai and one of the izakai i watched i know polo didn't necessarily watch it but uh saving eighty thousand gold oh. in the world from my retirement. Thank God that's not just sleeping, by the way. <laughs> I enjoyed this first episode. It was uh decently funny. Um our main character, obviously her name is uh Mitsuha Yamano. Um, but essentially how it how it starts off, how a lot of these Izakai starts. 
she's working herself to the bone more or less her her family has died off as she's gotten older brother died um and all that she thinks about is how i guess technically it doesn't happen yet but basically what happens is is that um she falls off of a a, a, a building damn <laughs> And as she's falling, because she didn't fall intentionally, she was just tired. Uh, she falls off the building, building, and as she's falling, she says, I don't want to die. She's reaching out. She keeps saying, I don't want to die. I don't want to die. I don't want to die. And she knows she's about to die. Boom, disappears, um, ends up in another world. She didn't technically die, uh, but she has no special abilities in this other world or anything yet. She's just here. Um <laughs> And she realizes, you know, that she has like uh, knowledge that this pe- the people in this world don't particularly have. So she can make money really, really easily. Right. So her, her modern day knowledge, she's taken to this other world. Right. But then she finds out that if she gets scared enough, she can transport back home. <laughs> so if she's in a state where she's afraid where she's going to die or get in trouble. She can transport back home and she decides she figures out, Okay, well, shoot, I can go back home. She ends up back in the Izakai world one more time, figures things out. And it's like, all right, I'm going to start saving money Uh, in the transition that she meets the guy that put her there. It's a luck guy, you know, the little luck cat you always see at the massage massage place. Mm -hmm. Um, Basically, she stole some of his luck. So whenever she feels uh, her her emotions were so strong, she stole some of his luck. So whenever she feels like the excitement and whatnot, uh, she can transfer. So now she's saving eighty thousand gold to retire in both worlds because <laughs> she can't completely control it. So I, I'm I'm excited about to see how this goes because I know I know it's gonna be ridiculous. I absolutely already can see the ridiculousness happening. That's what I'm excited you're watching, and I'm not. I would love to hear <laughs> your synopsis of it opposed to just watching it myself. Not not my forte it. at all. Um, so I think you've watched this one. Um, we've saw a lot of people talking about this one on 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 the Twitter anime verse, but this is Revenger, man. Did you watch this? I did watch Revenger, yes. Yeah, man. This one is really, really, really fucking good so far. Um, you know what it reminded me of? What was that? Ghost of Fusima. I can see that 100%. <laughs> I can see that. So it's it's literally it's like Ghost of Tsushima the anime, which is which is a game I platinum on PlayStation by the way. But uh Ghost of Tsushima oh not Ghost of Revenge. <laughs> God damn it. Revenger is this uh this anime in the, in, in the time of of samurai where it, this first initial episode was very as a as talking to Fear, uh, shout out to Fear on um on our Discord. He was like, yeah, I'm, I'm curious to see what y'all would think. He called it uh, predictable. And I was like, yeah, that's, that's, exactly, that's exactly what I thought watching it too. It was extremely predictable. But mm-hmm. I will say that even in this predictability, it was very intriguing. And it's intriguing because of the cast of characters that's, that uh, essentially surrounds or begins to surround our samurai. But it starts off with our samurai walking up to a group of people. Um, and he just, he does what, a samurai could do and he murders three uh four different people um but later on in the story you start to you start to find out and this is again i think if you haven't seen this yet to be surprised i think you should probably skip ahead 
past this point because this is a huge spoiler. But um, which one of the people he killed end up being his fiance's father, and he feels completely shitty for that. I don't really know why he had to kill his father. Um, they they kind of explain it halfway. It wasn't necessarily one hundred percent clear, but uh, it was it was extremely sad. Um, damn, it's it's kind of hard to talk about this one without. Yeah, I I think so too. I think I think from what you just heard, I think you should just watch it. Uh, Revenge was very very interesting because um, after that you just found out basically he's he's betrayed, and the title of the anime kind of speaks for itself. Um, He was betrayed. So, and I have to agree with that too. Um, One of the the the. like the the characters and whatnot, I think are 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 cool and whatnot. But what really draws me in is the the title itself, right, Revenger? Because I think I I almost feel like he deserves to get revenge already in this first episode, and I want to see, you know, how that how that goes. So yeah, um, so that's for, what excites me the most. So for me, what I'm seeing from this is it's probably going to be kind of a. <laughs> Revenger of the week. Since it's <laughs> since it's called Revenger, it's just gonna be a bunch of uh maybe different revenge scenarios. I don't know. I don't know exactly how it's gonna how it's gonna portray, but do you think it can go further, like deeper in like the uh the list of people to be revenged? So um so that's a good way of putting it. Here's my thing is I don't think it's gonna be um like a revenge scenario of the week. Uh, I think that what it's going to end up being is like, I mean, cause I'm, I guess you can look at it like that, but I think that he's going to find out where his, his purpose for revenge is at. Right. And there are going to obviously be obstacles in a way. I don't think he's necessarily seeking revenge on those in the way he's seeking revenge on like a specific, whether it be group or a person. So I don't think it's going to be like, I'm seeking revenge on this individual. He's just in my way. So he gets cut down kind of thing. I, cause what I, I feel like this, this episode one could have been episode 12. You yeah. know what I mean? Like the way it kind of played out. Yeah. Yeah. The way it played out. So that must mean it, it, it's a deeper connection to what we got uh, initially. Mm-hmm. And being, that's always a good story point because we don't necessarily know where it's going, bro. Yeah, yeah, but is it though? Because at this point, everything you're doing now is kind of for nothing, essentially. Again, you will understand what we're talking about if you watch it. Uh, we ain't gonna spoil this one too much because I think this one has a kind of a twist that is extremely predictable. Yes, but it's still worth watching from a from a blank slate perspective. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Because it's, it's talking about as they get closer to the truth. What truth? We already kind of know. We already think we know the truth, right? Yeah. Like it's all. And then at this point, at the end of this episode, it's kind of over. You know what I mean? So it's like, what could it be? I don't know. That's why we got to keep watching to find out. All right. What you got next, Till? Uh, so this one reminds me of your sleeper. And speaking oh. of sleepers, um, it's odd that we both watch in two sleepers at the same time. <laughs> oh, this we, both, we all have we both have two sleepers in the rotation right now. Finally, this, I think it's been like three seasons in a row to where we had to wait a week for each other's sleepers to come out. 
Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> but uh, this one is the reincarnation of the strongest exorcist, exorcist in another world. Did you watch this one? Of course. Yes. Yes. Now, this one reminded me of your sleeper. Um, I got to tell you. I like this one a lot and mostly for the the main character, because I, I really want to see like how how these things go. Um, I'm not sure how you feel about it, but how he already handled things with like his brothers um, how he's already carried out. So like his, be- before you continue, can I interrupt you real quick? Go ahead, brother. Go ahead. This is what I talked about earlier at the beginning of the show. Okay. Instead of doing episodes of the week, we're just going to do surprise of the week so far uh, with episode one. This was my surprise. Okay. So this is my surprise of the week. Uh, before you continue this episode, this show literally was the one that had me like, Oh shit, this is about to be good. <laughs> <laughs> this is about to be good. All right, go, go, go ahead. Continue. I'm so, gonna throw that out there. so our main character, he starts off in his world as like the strongest exorcist in his world. Um, unparalleled, obviously. Such a beautiful um, way of telling that story, too. Yeah. And um, after he, you know, exercises um, and, you know, finishes his, his, his essentially his, his goal, his mission, um, he gets viewed as being too powerful, as being greedy for power. Um, when, as he explains it, I love how, because it was a really an inner monologue the whole time. How he explained it, more or less, was the fact that he was seeking power for the salvation of others. And regardless, because he sought so much power, they could only see him as a threat. So they essentially uh, found a way to uh, get rid of him. Um, As he's dying, he says, I'll do better in the next life. Yep. Which, which is, which what's in this part, I just want to say was my favorite part of this entire way of telling this isekai because in this particular isekai this is an isekai where he controls his reincarnation he sets the spell up for him to then be reincarnated into this other world which i thought was very interesting very interesting mm-hmm. take and in a in a in a, in a genre we know very well and then he comes back in a world where essentially um he's born into a noble family where everyone can use magic and he's the only one that's born with no magical power and he he literally said and i loved it this power, this body has no magic but it has immense spiritual power and i was just like yep yep that and you, he can do whatever he wants to <laughs> and you saw the smile on his face oh that demonic demon like smile but but what what really got me uh, was more of the feeling that it felt like he was casing and trying to understand his family and whatnot like if I if I'm too strong, how are they gonna see me? Yeah. Do I reveal myself now, or do I keep waiting? And it almost felt like a little bit of a game, but not like he played too much with it, which doesn't remind me of Eminence and Shadow because Eminence Shadow they be playing too much sometimes. Yeah. Uh, but this one, he really gave us that that moment where uh, no, I can't use magic, but let me show you what I can do. Didn't necessarily explain to them that it wasn't magic, but. You know, and it was really cool to see that uh, in their world, right? They know there's people who are born without magic but can still use magic, but they've never been considered um, noteworthy, more yeah. or less, right? But he has far more probably spiritual power than those people who were not noteworthy. He is someone that can really change that dynamic and how he stopped his brother from being, uh, let's say, a pervert, um, 
asshole in general, um, a bully. Yo, I, I like our main character, bro. I yeah. really, really do. Yeah. To 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 escape the uh, beside the last few sentences you said there about the, the main character and how good he is. Um, to escape Teliano's uh, meathead tendencies, let's go back to how fucking good this show interprets the uh, the time skips. The mm-hmm. time skips were so fucking well done. Like, I mean, he's still a child at the point of the end of the episode, but the time skips were so absolutely flawless that I've I don't think I've ever seen anything that felt as as smooth because he went from what he went from uh. Three, seven, and eleven. I think three, seven, and twelve, and yeah. and it just felt so. It didn't feel rushed. It didn't feel. And none of it felt particularly out of place, which is so hard to do with time skips. And again, mm-hmm. they didn't do anything uh, like special in those particular time skips. But you could tell the growth of his power, the knowledge that he gained from investigating the world, and just the overall. Uh, I guess learning of the characters around him was it just felt so naturally smooth, man. I just and that was my favorite part of the entire show. I'm like, okay, so he found out that having her as a partner or as a his his one of his maids as a partner will be very beneficial to him because she has some secret stuff that not a lot of people can see yet, but I do. And guess what that means for me if I get her on my side now. And have, I could use that later. So it's just, it's just, it's just amazing the way he kind of like fiddles around and navigates this world because he still has his knowledge from his previous life. In which case, he was the strongest exorcist in the world. I'm, I'm getting Eminence and Shadow vibes. I'm getting World's Finest Assassin vibes. I'm getting yes. Jobs Reincarnation, and I'm only saying Jobs Reincarnation because the last time we got something with time skips that went kind of like because time, time skips and that were slower technically still they were like episodes apart. they were still real good though but they were really really good time skips and yes, i feel sir. like when we get time skips like that demonstrate themselves and and portray themselves so well yes sir in this manner the it, anime has always been respectfully so good yeah and this was my biggest surprise because i went into this expecting nothing and got everything I swear, to, I swear to goodness I did I'm like alright let me just turn this on alright whatever you know what I'm saying it's another isekai let's see how this goes um, oh oh okay okay the biggest surprise of this week for me was definitely this because I thought I and I thought another let's go let's keep on the isekai train another good one that I've watched no non good one that I watched that's probably not going to even survive maybe episode two but it's a handyman uh, Sayato in another world it's about a handyman that gets now this is different this is so fucking different because the animation in this show is fucking gorgeous it's so mm-hmm. so pretty it's like the way they just do shit is so amazing but the storytelling of this show is god awful it's literally one to two minute chunks of a section of a story so let's say is this episode did you watch this by the way uh, not yet. Nope. Okay, good. It's on my list, though. <laughs> you don't really have to, <laughs> but let me explain. It's literally two, one or two minute chunks of, of a little pieces of story that are scattered all over the place. So none of them is coherent, cohesive, or even constructive in any way. But it's about a handyman who gets teleported to another world after world after he dies. Okay, he's in his other world. The other world is very dark and darker. Like if you're familiar with that uh, early playtest game, it's kind of like Escape from Tarkov, but with spells and magic, and you're in a dungeon. 
So he's dungeon crawling with his party. While he's dungeon crawling with his party, um, uh, at least, sorry, let me clarify. For one or two minutes, while he's dungeon, dungeon crawling with his party, he lockpicks a door. After he lockpicks a door, it goes to another story. Another story completely separate than what we just saw, completely voided from anything else that even makes sense. Now they're walking down some corridor, okay? Then it goes to him being inside of a shop. Now he's in a shop and it's like broken up into like these mini chapters. You know how Comey can't communicate? You haven't seen Comey can't communicate. But for, for those who are watch, who watch Comey can't communicate or even Love is War, where they have like sections broken up into like the episode broken up into different sected, sected chapters. Dissected, yeah. So if that makes sense. So, you know, you have one little story and then you go into the next thing. You have another little story and you go into the next thing. You go in one little story, but it's still an overarching story within the show itself. It's yeah. none of that here. It's just a bunch of different pieces and parts. It had about seven or eight different mini sections that made no sense and had no cohesion, co- cohesion whatsoever. But they were just like little bite-sized pieces and it's so sad because anytime that anything happens in the show like any action like like let's say like this 80 year old wizard who forgets everything casts a spell when he casts that spell and he blows some shit up that's it it's kind of on to the next thing and the next thing is something completely different that again makes no sense and have it has zero overall story it's just a bunch of little things of how this handyman kind of navigates this new world with his handyman skills because he can't do any combat He's just purely a handyman, so he can fix armor for people. He can lockpick doors. He can, uh, 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 I mean, you just name it. Whatever requires a a guy from a Home Depot to fix something, that's what he does. And I just, I, I'm telling you, this one doesn't make doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me because it's so beautifully made. But I, I'm not into it at all the way this this storytelling is going because there's no story here whatsoever. It's just this handyman doing handyman shit. I'm sorry, brother. What a disappointment. <laughs> I mean, let's let's be real though. You saw the name. <laughs> I guess touche. Yeah. You you saw the name. <laughs> um, <laughs> I didn't watch that one yet, but I feel like I gotta watch. Um, yeah, just watch that first episode. It, it, yeah, I'm gonna give it a try. Uh, that's actually been the least disappointing or the most disappointing one you talked about so far. Yeah, it um, is. Now. It's probably gonna be the only one to be honest. Now, uh everybody's on the spy kick, right? Oh yeah. Um, so I didn't watch Spy Classroom. I did. I'm sorry to tell y'all that. I'll let Polo talk about Spy Cash Classroom. But what I did watch, look, I'm a father, I'm a family man, uh, I'm a daddy. I got a wife. I do daddy stuff. So I watch Buddy Daddies with my uh with my wife. It's actually very wholesome, really good. Uh, it's about two guys who basically live together. They're roommates, and they are essentially like spies or assassins for the government or for the betterment of like civilization in general, right? Like they hunt down like uh, traffickers, gang violence people, that kind of stuff. So they they basically take out people who are bringing harm to the world large organizations and that kind of stuff like human trafficking and stuff so this episode that's what they're doing they're they're shutting down human trafficking and there was a lot of really like interesting stuff that i really wanted to get more into i know y'all who watched are like yeah this is gonna be good um our one of our main characters 
essentially he's the the blonde hair guy let me find it really quick so i can uh pull it out because I watched so much anime, I, I just did not download any names in my mind today. <laughs> yes, too many to remember. <laughs> uh, but Kazuki Kurusu, right? This gentleman, uh, how it starts off more or less is he's in a car um, driving and we get these two bad guys in the back talking. Talking about whatever crime they just committed. And essentially, they're being chased down by a guy on a motorcycle. Motorcycle helmet on, obviously, trying to shoot into the car not getting any hits um eventually the car gets stopped um they tried to ram doing the motorcycle off it turns out uh that it's our main character's roommate ray that's the one that all the girls are feeding over currently on our timeline i know y'all y'all like y'all y'all like what y'all like y'all like the 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 quiet type that look edgy even though they're really not um but it's cool that's y'all type and i ain't gonna hate on it that but uh, the, 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 what really made it interesting is when we finally get past like the mission and we get to talking about them, right? Ray brings home a cat. Uh, Kazuki is like, yo, bro, you can't bring a cat home. We are literally always at risk of dying or being away from home. You can't bring something into the house that you're not going to love from beginning to end, right? That's <laughs> yeah. what he said. Sure. Can't do it. Can't do that. Um, and essentially he's like all right and kazuki takes the cat out of the home puts it back where he found it wrapped it up in a scarf that kind of stuff said you know just doing whatever he can the next mission they break into the human trafficking building in the middle of a like christmas ball so it's christmas day they break in they uh and on the way up he sees a little girl on the elevator cutest little fucking girl i already 100 percent love her more than anya could ever be loved uh Jesus. she the most, the most wholesome. Is, little, she, is she more the Yasuka, uh, Yasuka, uh, babysitter? Uh, she is that level. Guess she's she is incredible. that level. Cause she is such a, off the bat, I was like, I love you. Okay. <laughs> I was like, I love you. Uh, especially when we got to like the end of it, I was like, I fucking love you. Um, but basically in this process, he's having memories of like his, what I assume is his ex-wife cause he's 32. Okay. His, his ex-wife, um, had a baby and kept saying the baby can't wait to meet Papa. And this is what he's thinking about when he's telling Ray, you can't have a cat, bro. Like this is not conducive to our lifestyle. Right, right, right. Um, but he goes into the building and sees his little girl. They don't confirm that his it's his daughter, but basically um, he breaks in and the little girl rushes. He tell, he's, he's dressed as Santa. He tells the little girl, your dad is here. And that's what I brought for you for Christmas. Your dad is here. The little girl rushes in and says, my dad is here. Boom, starts rushing to the main dude that's a human trafficker. He grabs her, puts a gun to his head, and she he's like, Look, like that's not your dad before the dude is trying to kill her and rips off his mask. I'm your papa. She jumps to him. Beautiful story. I don't want to talk too much because I know like it's something that you really I feel like you really rather watch. But it's such a it, it was such a really good first episode for me. Um, I gotta say, if I had a surprise of the week, that's my surprise because I wasn't expecting to be that good. I I'm not gonna lie to you. I thought I was only gonna give this like a one episode shot because I I don't have nothing against boy love, but I thought it was going to be boy love stuff. So I was only going to give it like a one episode try. But nah, this is actually pretty solid. It's two bros who live together. Yeah. And one of them has a baby and they help and take care of the baby. I'm going to keep real it real cool. with you. I'm going to keep it real with you. I'm glad it's not a boy's love because I, I, I'll i say it. I don't like them. I don't like <laughs> boy's love at all. I think it's, I think it's, I, when I think of boy's love, I think of banana fish. I fucking hated that anime so much that it turned me completely <laughs> off the genre as a whole. So, 
I am a, I am a okay if it's a, if it's if it's not a boy's love. But I digress. Um, speaking of yeah, I mean let's keep on the spy route and go with the spy classroom. Now spy classroom was again it was close to being my surprise of the week until I watched that uh that Exorcist one. But spy classroom was actually really fucking dope. You ever seen this is this is a um this is a fucking a redundant question or uh what's, what's, what's the word I'm looking for? A uh, question you don't have to answer. You ever seen Assassin Classroom? Uh, assassination Classroom? It's that. It's fucking that. It's fucking that, bro. And 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 <laughs> it's just that. Okay. If you've seen Assassination Classroom, you've seen Spy Classroom. But again, Spy Classroom is about uh, a spy who has this director who says, "Okay, do you want to become the greatest spy in the world?" Sure. Okay. Well, this is your mission. And then it kind of plays out between like letting him know what his mission is. They say this is this is an impossible mission uh, is what they label it as an impossible mission has a 10 percent chance of a success rate. Um, So he says, I'll take it. He takes the mission and basically brings up this uh, this group of people. Okay, the group of people just happens to be seven girls. Okay, Now, these seven girls are what they call washouts. They're the worst of the worst of their class. They're absolutely terrible at being a spa they couldn't even they barely graduated they had to take remedial spa classes like they they are the worst of the worst so he takes all seven of the girls um and basically uh this is how it starts these girls show up to this to this mansion um this beautiful beautiful house or quote-unquote school and they meet this guy named klaus and the guy named the guy klaus is actually insane he's like one of the best spies that there ever was okay um, and he's tasked with teaching these girls uh, how to be a spy and be ready for the impossible mission, which takes place in a few months. Um, so during this time, he, he teaches the girls how to basically lockpick. Here's an example of how crazy this is. He gives these girls a lock and tells them to, 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 to lockpick it. OK. And he says, OK, lockpick this lock as fast as you possibly can. Um, and when we're done, we'll move on. They take the lock and they're like, yeah, this this lock is like one of the best locks in the world. You can't fucking lock pick this. There's nothing we could do. He takes all seven of the locks from the girls and throws them up and unlock picks them all. And then they all just fall down the ground unlocked. That's when you realize this motherfucker is a beast. Now, mm-hmm. when he unlock picks all these locks, the girls are like, okay, now what? He's like, that's it. Next day, uh, we'll learn something else. And they were like, wait, what? We didn't even learn anything. You just did it all. So essentially what this is, is these girls who are terrible at being spies, who needs to be taught how to be a spy to complete this impossible mission that has a 10% success rate from a teacher who does not know how to teach. He don't Mm -hmm. know how to, that's, that's the whole crux of this story. He don't know how to teach at all. So, um, to kind of, uh, to kind of go into slight spoilers for this, he, he goes out with one of the spies and like, no, the, the girls talk, amongst each other and they say, listen, we are going on a, a mission that has a 10% success rate, an impossible mission. We are being used as sacrificial pawns, essentially. That's what the mm-hmm. girls conclusion. Like when you think about it, that's exactly what this is for, right? Like you assume that these girls are, yeah, these girls could be just sacrificial pawns. So one of the girls decides, uh, take, takes it upon herself to say, okay, you know what? This is what we're going to do. I'm going to take it. I'm going to take the teacher out and find out what his true intentions is. So he takes, she takes the teacher out. They go out on the town or whatever. And it's a spoilers for the first episode. But just trust me, you're still going to want to watch it after this. Um, 
takes the teacher out and they just kind of discuss stuff and she kind of learns his way of teaching and, and where he came from and what and what this whole thing is about. And he tells her. So they decide that they're going to get on a boat to view the uh, sunset or whatever, because that's what the, the student wants to do before they end, end the date. Um, the student decides that she's going to poison the teacher. So she poisons like out of nowhere. She poisons the teacher. Uh, the teacher is actually poisoned. They're on the boat. The boat that they're on was actually a damaged boat. So now they're sinking. And basically what the, the teacher does is he throws these shackles on her. So like, okay, he's like, if I'm going to drown, you're going to drown too. And then they basically go through this, uh, I guess you can call it a game of chess and checkers type of situation. You can only guess who's playing chess and who's playing checkers. And, <laughs> and we figure out that basically that she decided that I'm going to try to take the teacher out so we don't become a part of this mission. And the teacher's like, okay, but wait don't do that because that's not what this is about. It's a huge misunderstanding. And then they, they kind of come to it. They kind of come to an understanding where they, um, they understand each other a lot better and they go back to the school. And then this is what we figured out at the end of this episode. He's like, okay, so the best way for me to teach you guys is for you guys to try to defeat me. And basically that's how the show starts. So now the show starts with these seven girls. The only way they can learn to become a spy from a teacher who can't teach is to try to defeat the best spy in the world. And you can only imagine how great that's going to fucking be. Which, again, what a great episode this was. We're going to have to wait till season two for them to succeed, huh? <laughs> Assassination Classroom. I like that. I like that. Uh, you know, the, uh, the, the beautiful thing about these spy anime. It's a lot of them, by the way. Mission Yozakura is coming out. Oh, my God, yes. And I hate to say it, but I feel like Mission Yozakura really does have a shot at shutting it down. Just yeah. letting them know. <laughs> just go ahead. Let y'all know what a spy is. All right, I'm just playing. Uh, Are you right? But yeah, I, I do. I, I'm going to watch Spy Classroom. I actually, that's the anime I started right before we started recording. Because you mm. wasn't here yet. So I was, I'm going to turn it on. Cuckoo. I turned it on. I'm three, three minutes in, and you was like, are you ready? Boom. All right. <laughs> so we, <laughs> that's what we're going to do. We're going to do. I'm going I'm to watch that one. I'm excited to watch that. Uh because I know it's going to be good. I yeah, know it's for sure. Um, when are we going to start talking about our sleepers, bro? Uh, let me see. Well, I mean, we, gotta, we still got quite a bit to get through here. All right, cool. We're going to go through the magical revolution of the reincarnated princess and the genius young lady. All right, so that's another one I watched. Um, <laughs> that title, crazy. <laughs> it's crazy, bro. Um, Hear me out. This is another Izakai anime, right? Mm -hmm. um, but the cool thing about this is that we only get a glimpse of what happened with what made her come to this Izakai world because she really doesn't necessarily know herself. What's going on as we proceed through the uh, anime is that she's getting glimpses of her past life mm. and she's remembering those things. So, one of the most important things that we really get from her. And the first time we really see her is she's out killing rare monsters because she wants the materials for them. As we kind of see, like, she is kind of a handful for the kingdom. She's a royal. She is a princess. She's in line to become, you know, queen of this country, of this kingdom. And essentially, the way that she acts is not set, not what they want for a majesty, for someone of this stature. Mm -hmm. um, and she revokes it. She says, all right, I don't want to, I want to give up my line, my, 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 my rights to be in line for the kingdom. 
But what I want to do is I want to live out this dream I had that I, I, I remember reaching and looking out a window and, and flying. I want to learn how to fly. I'm going to ask my dad how to use magic to fly. Mm. And uh, no one can do it. So what she's doing is she's using her uh, wits and what almost seems like knowledge from another life to build different mechanics so that she can fly. She always has these cool magical uh, creations that no one else has seen or are able to make that mm-hmm. helps her fight these creatures that she's collecting these rare materials from so that she can, uh, you know, continue to do different things. Like it's like one of the things that she's gotten. And it, it, to me, it just looks like caffeine balls, like caffeine pills. Yeah. She has a bunch of caffeine pills that she's collecting these hearts from like, they're not hearts, but you know, like the spheres yeah like they're like sensitive beings yeah but she's she's collecting the crystals from the monster she kills Mm -hmm. and she gets them turned into like health pills or caffeine pills to boost her energy sensitive beings more or less Uh, and it's kind of it's kind of dope it's like she's doing these things that are inherently from another world that would not happen in in the magical world specifically like this and it's just really interesting uh her dad hates her because she is a savage. She comes into the kingdom completely covered in blood while he's with other aristocrats and other Oh, because, people. okay, okay, yeah. Because he's because a noble kind of shit. Yeah, and she doesn't care. She's like, yeah. I don't want any part of the nobility. I just want this. Um, so I'm, I, it actually is a really good uh, first episode, really interesting. Um, we like we watched a lot of Izakai over here, but, you know, I, I'm I, I'm, I'm going to stick with this one so far. This first episode was solid. Yeah. Stick it to Isekai, man, because there's like 817 of them this season. But, uh, with chilling, the longest names. With the longest names. Chilling in my 30s after getting fired from the Demon King's army. <laughs> uh, did you watch this one? Yes, sir. This is actually really good, too, man. This is yeah. a, a really interesting one. Okay, it's about a, ki- a guy, not a kid, because he's in his 30s, uh, <laughs> who gets fired from the Demon King's army. Now, the Demon King's army has been taken over by his son, or the Demon King's son, because the Demon King is either dead or retired. I think they said he retired or something like that. Uh, or maybe he died. And the, and the son took over. And as soon as he took over, he's like, yo, you can't even use magic. Get the fuck out of here. Kick the guy mm-hmm. in his 30s out completely. So the guy in his 30s, he packs up and he's, and he's walking in the forest, leaving the Demon King's uh, castle. And he comes across this girl who's getting attacked by this giant gorilla. And uh, what he does is he... He does. He fights, but he doesn't fight well against this gorilla, and he kills it essentially. Um, and when he kills it, the girl is ever so thankful and decides to bring him back to the village. And when he gets to the village, uh, he basically finds out that he was. He, he assumes that he was. He's a demon because he he's been raised by demons. Um, but like, come to find out that he's hasn't been a demon his entire life. So. <laughs> Now he's trying to live amongst humans as a human after realizing that he's actually a human, um, which is the demon to the, which is the enemy to the demon king and then the demon army. Um, but it's a really good show, really cute show. Super funny. I actually laughed out loud once or twice. <laughs> like, like when he was fighting her, uh, the girl he saves dad, when he was fighting her and uh, fighting him. And he was like just fucking destroying every test that he gave him. To figure out what his uh, adventure like card or his skills look like, mm-hmm. <clears throat> which come, <laughs> which come, OP, mad OP. yeah, which coming to find out that he's mad OP because in the Demon King's army they never used human weapons, so he never could see how exactly how powerful he is. Um, it's very interesting, man. A very, very, very nice looking show. I like it so far. I really, really do. What's your thoughts on it? <laughs> 
uh, I'm definitely gonna keep watching it. Yeah, I yeah. I I haven't had I I didn't feel anything bad about it all. And I, I do know like you know the the his his intentions. You know with how he was staring at old girl. Uh, <laughs> oh no, I didn't. I didn't get that at all. A little, a little impure. No, nah, I, mean, no, I didn't see that at all. Bro needed motivation, but uh, <laughs> no, nah, I do think it's I, just I, the I camera 100%, work. I one hundred percent want to see like, um, because it gives me that that he's obviously ridiculously op, and he's been hindered his entire life. What led him to become an or or what led him to stay in that demo? I really just want to see the 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 story develop and unfold. Like what got him there? Yeah, uh, and that's the most intriguing part to me is is what actually got him there, and then. Like, if he had loyalty to the 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 actual demon king's army still, and he was a had the abilities to fight as a human, that would have been crazy. But now we're here in a whole different scenario, and maybe he's just gonna chill and just be op still. And that's what you know, I, you know, it reminds me of Banished from a Hero's Party. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I became a potion something or whatever it was. I think it was just called Banished from a Hero's Party. Banished from a Hero's Party was sweet, and that's what this reminds me of. I will be okay. If this is just an anime where he's just chilling, that's yes. the name of the show where he, he ain't got to do shit. Essentially, I mean, I got a feeling it's going to be more than that because already in the next episode preview, he's fighting some other crazy monster. But I think it would have been dope if he was just literally just chilling and we just like getting to shenanigans that way. You know, I think that uh, yeah. I, I thought that I think that would have been awesome, but I know it's going to be a little bit more than that. Um, Where are you going next, though? Uh, the Legend of the Heroes of Heroes. I'm not sure if you watched this one. Trials of uh, Coast Steel. Yeah, yeah. Trials of Coast Steel. Did you watch it? No, I didn't watch it. I am familiar with it, though, from uh, my knowledge of the video game. Because the video game going to, like, the history of these, those past so, wars and this being one of them. So, hear me out. This was kind of like the... the I'm not, I don't want to say, like, it was bad, but it left me the most wanting. It's very convoluted, I bet. It, it, we get this intro where they're they're walking and they're yeah, kind of like with like these three armored mercenaries. A small looking frail guy is what it looks like. Obviously, it's not a guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then two bigger muscular guys, and they're just goofing around, uh, talking a bunch <laughs> of shit. Yeah, yeah they they literally just talking a bunch of shit. And a monster pops up and they kill it extremely easily. And they're like, okay, boom, cool. They they joke a lot, but they when they come down to fighting, they're low rank, but they really know how to handle their business. So I'm like, all right, I get it. They're good fighters or just low rank because of whatever happened. We get into like the main stage area, which I mean it's like just a sorry, a town. Or they're getting to the town, and right before they get into the town, a larger monster pops up. And this is when the small person who is with the two larger guys attacks the monster solos it basically she jumps up runs up his back with a sword cuts in the head cool kills it it's dead and i was like i mean that was cool but if we could have did that the whole time why did it even look like it was even a slight struggle to fight the monster we got that we fought before right right but it's it's all right um we get into the main world and the conversations they're having are about like these uh and i guess i that's part of the story the legend of the heroes the heroes who who had a revolution to fight against um, the nation, more or less, to uh, you know solidify themselves 
And I was like, that's cool. I like that. And then we get another cool decoration to me, which is like the new like lead character, the the main like uh source of where our, our protagonist is going to be helping, says that I'm starting a new revolution. We can't keep living off the old revolution of our of our ancestors. We have to build a new revolution. A war is coming. Let's fight. We gotta make sure we stand up. I, was like, I, I like that decoration. Yeah. But I, I'm gonna be real. It just it was I like the decoration, but it didn't give me anything. Is more or less how I feel. Like I feel like a lot of details weren't there. And if it was gonna be lacking details, give me amb- ambience, you know, like make the world look so cool that I couldn't contain myself or or make the action so badass that I'm just like, it's I, I want this. It, yeah. it was all right, it was okay. Like yeah, that, I'm not gonna say it was depressing, it was okay. That's why I don't see being good, uh, to be honest. Because again, trials of coast still is so convoluted or Trials of Heroes or whatever you want to call it, but Trials of Coast Steel specifically, the whole, there's like a bunch of games. There's so many different conflicts and, and wars that go on and that that I don't think it'll fit right in the anime. I don't think it's just enough to to tell. And if you're going to, and if you're going to tell it, you got to dumb it down. And if you can't dumb it down properly, it's not going to be as, as, as uh, interesting as the games are. So yeah, I, I'm not surprised that that one isn't um, too good. And it almost made me feel like, because uh, it gives us like the alternative source, right? Mm-hmm. I feel like with how they started this, they would have, ha- they should have given us a better canonical beginning. Mm. Like, give us an actual beginning where the reason that why they started the revolution, which is then come to this where the new revolution is, which is that's like a thirty-five-year-old video game. That's, <laughs> hey, I'm thirty. Give me a 35-year-old video game like I care. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting, though. Okay. Oh, God. So many. So many shows. Um, I'm going to go with something. So many fucking shows, bro. Let's go to, yeah. <laughs> Farming Life in Another World, shall we? Did you watch this one? I didn't watch it yet. Okay. Uh, I do plan on watching because it, it looked wholesome. Very, very, very wholesome. It starts off with like a kind of like a, a interesting look at already what the future is for our, our main character, um, and then it goes back to the past and what really happened to him. So obviously he dies. He meets the guy, but this time the guy gives him the choice because the guy says, "Listen, I made a mistake killing you. I gave you the worst life possible. He was terminally ill since he was a kid." He managed to survive, but while he was surviving, he was fucking suffering and just suffering in the worst way possible through terminal illness, laid, laid up in bed literally all of his life. Um, so God was like, listen, as an apology for making your life so miserable, okay, you have the choice to do whatever you want. And our guy says, you know what? I just want to be a farmer. I've always wanted to be a farmer like I seen on TV because all he got to do is watch TV. And God, the guy was like, okay, we'll make you a farmer and we'll give you uh, uh, the God of agriculture. The guy, sorry, the God of agriculture decides to give you the, uh, I guess, the, the agriculture tool or whatever. Um, so he goes to this other world in the forest. He's already like teen in his teens. And he began his farming life literally in the middle of the woods. He finds like a landmark tree that he decides to build around. And that's where he starts. Now, this weapon he has, which is a tool, not a, necessarily a weapon, can transfer to uh, can transform into any 
particular farming tool that you can even think of. I mean, anything that can that can uh, that can disturb the the ground or whatever. Mm-hmm. So he 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 basically just starts starts to create a farm. But the the cool thing about the tool is that it's a magic tool. Not only can it transform, but it also makes everything extremely easy. So if he tills the farmland with a hoe, it already plants seeds for him. Whatever seeds he think of, it plants it for him. If he uses an axe against a tree, he cuts the tree. He cuts that shit like butter. It's just so everything is so conveniently easy for him because he got this tool as an apology for God basically fucking him over. That <laughs> thank you God, thank you God. That he just now starts his life, and again, it's super wholesome so far. Um, the first thing we meet in the first episode is he get two dogs, and they're the fucking cutest thing you will ever see in in America or in you the world. Started with that. You <laughs> started with that. I'm about to turn it on as soon as we're done. <laughs> and the dogs are like so adorable. One of the dogs just happened to be pregnant. Um, and he helps. Make sure the baby, the, the the dogs are comfortable, and now he has dogs and puppies and his farm, and that's all we got so far in the first episode. But I think it's a really good show. It's a really good like I'm gonna unwind t- type of show. You turn it on, you just unwind and relax. You don't have to really worry about paying attention to too much story or anything like that. It's a show that you could just sit down and enjoy with a very very likable main character, which I am. Ex- extremely excited to see these other characters because even at the first four minutes or so where they give us like all where all the other characters are uh like a, a part of his farm they seem so nice and sweet and i just can't wait to see what what this turns into i'm looking forward to seeing how this grows pun intended <coughs> <laughs> all right so the rest of the anime i have are either Highly anticipated or sleepers? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, so finish off with whatever you got, and then I guess if you got sleepers or anything. Okay, so let's go to yeah, that's stuff we've already seen. So I'm gonna just start. I'm gonna just go into stuff that we've already seen. Uh, or no, here it is. Okay, Tomo Chan is a girl. Okay, I I have that ready to watch. You didn't watch that either. Okay, I, I wanted to. I didn't watch it yet. This is one of the ones that is uh dubbed that is simulcasted, dubbed and subbed. So, mm. take that for what it is. It's about a guy who has a best friend who's a girl who was literally a boy most of her life, most of his life, most of her life, even though she's a girl. <laughs> so, she's just basically the biggest tomboy you ever, ever meet. But what's so interesting about it is that she confessed her love to her best friend, which is a boy, and like actual love. And he's like, oh, I love you too, buddy. He just kind of <laughs> took it as like he kind of friend zoned it, but you can tell it's 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 more to his initial feelings than that though. Stop! Don't you even say it, Montel. <laughs> I know what you gonna say. <laughs> I'm not gonna say it. But. Yeah, you gonna say it, but <laughs> but he basically friend zoned her, and they and she's like trying her damnedest to make sure that her best friend sees her as a girl, so they can actually date. Um, but it's a it's another girl who's the friends with all of which who's friends with both of them. The dude and the, and, and the other friend, which is another girl, hate each other so much that it's a hilarious interaction when those two get together. It's a show that has some comedy that is so fun and funny that I'm enjoying it so far. And the dub is really fucking good, like really, really, really good. Um, a dub I enjoy quite a bit. I'm honestly upset. Like I, you can call me salty. 
I am honestly upset that I didn't watch this one. It's a really good one, dude. And it's and it's by my favorite voice actor, uh, Rico. Rico is the main character of Grim Garden Fantasy Nash. He's a Lemillion. And he's who I want to get on uh, the podcast this year. Hopefully that we can make that happen. But yeah, he, he's the he's the main character, dude. And, and the girl is really good, um, especially I like making that that uh, tomboyish voice. She's really good at that. Like, I, I enjoy the voice acting so much in this show. It's really, really good. I got it. I'm going to watch both episodes next week. Don't you worry. OK. And then as far as anything else, anything else here that I may have missed? Everything else is returning shows. So did you want me to get into that or did you want to get into that together? I got two that I can get into that I know you didn't watch. No, let's Well, okay. If you got two that you can get into that I didn't watch, do those first. Let's get into those and then let's get into everything that we that's returning that we did watch. Okay, so rapid fire. I'm going to go rapid fire for you then. Um, by the grace of guys too. It's again, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's an isekai about a kid who transferred to another world who takes control of slimes and use slimes in a very unique way scientifically. <laughs> and what he does with the slimes is extremely creative. He created a laundromat that can that can literally clean anything, no matter how dirty it is. It can clean anything, all based off of slimes. Very fucking good show. So shocked that it got a season two, but I'm very happy that it gets season two because it continues its wholesomeness and fun to watch. The other one, uh, Don't Toy with Me, Miss Nagaturo, Second mm-hmm. Attack, which is the second season of Don't Toy with Me, Nagaturo. Um, I still hate this show, but I can't stop watching it. I hate the whole yandere bully because I got a crush on you type of situation. There's something about it I can't stop watching, man. I keep fucking turning this shit on. And I was, I turned it on like, damn, I remember why I hate this show, but I keep watching it. I'm not turning it off. I'm going to continue to watch it. Uh, that's that. And then the rest, me and Toe both watched, I believe, which is Tokyo Revenger season two. Yep. Episode one. Uh, of course, our most anticipated, the Misfit Demi King Academy two. Mm-hmm. And then we have the newer shows that we've watched, which we can get into later. All right. Um, I'm going to have, uh, you know what? I'm going to take the time tomorrow when I'm editing this podcast before it comes out on Tuesday. I'm going to put timestamps in the video version and in the podcast notes. I'm going to put timestamps so you can go to each show that we talked about and just click it. Yes, I committed and gave myself more work, but whatever. <laughs> We're gonna do that just to make it easier for you guys because we're already an hour and 13 minutes in. <laughs> I was saying it's okay. I made I made uh a lot of notes. Um big thing I wanted to say real quick though. Yeah. Uh Tokyo Avengers um coming back. I am so happy that I did not continue reading the manga. Me too. Me too. Because this feels like something that if it came back and I had committed to reading the manga all the way through, like we said we was gonna go and do. Which we read some. I read yeah, this part. Yeah, we did read some. I did read past this part, but it's like I stopped before shit got real. Yes, you know? me too. Me too. So I know what's coming for this, but where this this season is going to go, I'm I'm probably not even halfway through. So I'm so happy for that because I'm ready for. I I, I like that they're adults. I like that it feels like it, the stakes were high before, but now they might be higher. Um, I like this, so I'm 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 excited to see where this goes, and I'm so happy. Like what Polo said when I read My Hero Academia, that I don't know nothing. Yeah, we don't know. We don't know nothing. Uh, I do. I do see the thing about reading this particularly is I. It was it's so much to understand when you're reading this show that it's easy to forget. Uh, I remember just glimpse of scenes in this one from what I've read, mm-hmm. which is perfect because I didn't I didn't remember enough to know that. 
this felt a little bit fresh, but still familiar. Um, I can't wait to get to the parts where we didn't read because I I would rather see it animated anyway. Um, but it was really good. A really good comeback so far. The, the thing is, too, is, damn, I forgot a lot of shit for some of these comeback, <laughs> some of these comeback episodes. I definitely definitely should do like a, a a half of the end of the, of the season, but like a, like a, like towards that end of Tokyo Avengers, should have watched like the last three or four episodes. Me too, yeah, because I, I needed it to remember what the fuck was even happening. But I mean, to move on quickly to another one that that came back, Inspector Two. You watched that? Yes. Yeah, that one did an extremely good job of of reminding recapping. you of recapping of what what is what. It was a natural recap of these yokai sitting around a table talking to each other and, and describing who our characters are, what they were doing, why they were doing it, and it was a it was a brilliant episode. I re- I also remember that this show is Monster of the Week for sure. Mm-hmm. So it's just going to be more of that, but in a Monster of the Week type of unique way that I enjoy. Yeah, that, and I agree entirely because that first episode, it brought back everything that I remembered yep. about mm. the previous nice one. Nice like, naturally. Especially, especially the moments that got like intense that they didn't explain too much. It was just the fact that they brought it up. I was like, oh, yeah. Yep. yep. Great way to do it. Um, would I have liked a little bit more progression in the first episode? Yes. But I mean, as a recap for a comeback animated, I didn't think it was getting a second season. It was wonderful. I'll, I'll take it. <laughs> yeah. Um. And then going into uh, what else was it? Yeah, uh, yeah. From from here we just go right into the Misfit Demon King Academy too, which is our most anticipated. Yes, bro. Oh my god, dude! I forgot how fucking pretty the show is for one. I think they made it prettier, bro. They had Silverling. <laughs> ah, this is why. That's it. Yeah, Silverling. Sil- okay, I'm excited for this because Silverlink is doing a uh, Mission Yozakura family. In 2024, so that's exciting. It's you know, so fucking. We know it's gonna look good. They did Masamune Kun, and they doing Masamune Kun season two. Oh my god, this show is gonna be beautiful because they did the maid I hired is recently mysterious. Uh, they did a lot of good shows. Very very unique art style because what it what makes uh, Misfit Demon King Academy so unique or the Silver League in general is they have this flat aesthetic that just looks so pretty. It looks so pretty, and when they do action, they do it right. I love it. It's also and like like you said when it looks pretty, it's because of how they layer the colors, how they do their their shading. Mm-hmm. It's not like it's specifically different. It's just a little bit more unique to their like art style for their for their anime. Yeah. So it looks really really good. Doesn't the um, characters feel bigger too? Like the characters on screen feel the screen. Like they feel they, like people. They they step out of the screen is what it feels like, and I think yeah. that's part of the art style. Like the art style just makes that that visually possible um but yeah this whole episode in general and i mean i don't i don't know how much spoiler we're giving on misfit demon king but man i know it's go when we say he's the fucking goat he's the still the goat he is the goat bro he i feel like this first episode was a transcendence of power it was like yeah in season one he killed a dude brought him back to life killed a dude brought him back to life killed a dude brought him back to life and was like all right cool what you want to do Okay, cool. Kill him and brought him back to life. I was like, man, okay, that's demon material right there. This episode, spoiler alert, he killed a guy who essentially would have ended the entirety of the world, yep. brought him back to life, and then said, okay, but you can have 10% of your power because I don't want to destroy the world. Yep. And then, he, and then that guy continues to teach like nothing happened. 
Well, what I think was so cool about this is the fact that they finally, well, they didn't finally because they learned this. We learned this at the end of season one, spoiler mm-hmm. alert, but they finally now understand that Anos Voldigold is the Demon King reincarnated. They finally get it now. It's no more secret. It's not a secret anymore. It's but not he, a joke. We're not playing. Yep. It is what it is. So again, it's doing what Shadowverse isn't in, or Shadowverse, uh, Eminence and Shadow, and it just feels good to be back, man. Feels good to be back with the reincarnated hero and his love interest, and it was good to just see how deep this villainy goes because they're so. The thing that Misfit Demon King does very well outside of the OP main character is that the villain, the villain is always so mysterious and like, wait a minute, we know how strong Anos Voldigold is, but whatever this villain is doing, it's kind of clean, even though we probably know for a fact that he's going to lose, but because Anos is Anos. But I'm still like curious as to what is going on in a deeper overarching background story of the show, which I think is very cool, man. Something that only Misfit can do. That's facts. Um, but before we get into like, because I know we're going to talk uh, near. Are we? Yeah. Uh, and do you watch Trigun? Yes, yeah, sir. All right. Before we get there. Or I want to talk about Trigun before we talk about near. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what you think about that that first episode of Trigun? Uh, Trigun is the best CGI I've ever seen in my life. Um, hey, yo, hold up, hold up, pause. I swear to God, bro. <laughs> I swear to God, it's so good on the CGI. I was, it, oh, I ain't mad. Yeah, I was blown away. However, however, there's always a polo. However, the only thing that does concern me is is the only thing that always bothers me is when they do CGI. It's obviously in a 24 frames per second which always gives me such anxiety and a headache. But what looks so good as this is that the aesthetic of the CGI is still in anime form, which still makes it look extremely good. Even though the frame rate is lowered to that 24 typical TV frame rate, outside of that, when you can look past that as a cinematographer, me, um, it's the most beautiful CGI you ever see in your life. And it's literally the best. And what what made it stand out for me was the fact that it was so polished. And by polished, yes. I mean that like the textures were there, right? Yep. Like, and, and the only other one I've seen that made me feel the same way was near. And I, we'll talk about that later. But like certain textures on things in CGI need to be shiny. Some of them need to feel rough and not be rough and shiny at the same time. Like uh, Ari Furetta, uh some of these anime really need to hit their textures right on the CGI. And I feel like Trigun is hitting the textures and they're not like cutting the corners, maybe because it's a, a legacy anime, obviously. Yeah. But, you know, they really are hitting the head, you know, hitting the nail on the head and saying, we're going to get this CGI good and make it right. So it does it, feel good. And movements even almost like mocap sometimes. I was just about to say that the mo the, the, the movements feel so mocapped. And even the the cloth physics from everything like how how coats move and and just how clothing move and blows in the wind, that stuff is very, 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 very impressive. Like CGI is easier to do than 2D. Yes, I understand that. But this seemed like it was it was effort effort and care and just and pure just fucking unastounding, uh, unabided love unrequited love for this particular series that I'm looking forward to seeing how this turns out. Hopefully now the only thing I'm worried about is not that I'm maybe I'm a little concerned, but I'm hoping we still get the Vash of old. And what I mean by that is the Vash that 
was very silly and cartoony like he is in episode one. But we also get the Vash the Stampede. Okay. Mm-hmm. Vash the Stampede being that one the, the the moment where he gets serious and shit get real and he's fucking unbeatable. He is literally a god amongst men when he becomes Vash the Stampede and not just Vash, which what that's what made Vash the Stampede one of the greatest anime of all time, or Trigon one of the greatest anime of all time, because of that the uh, duality, the, the duality, the dichotomy of those of, of him being the character that he is and turning into the character that he was. So I I, I hope we get that. Um, voice acting seems clean. I just I still hope that we get that serious in the in the voice change. You know, not necessarily but, change I mean, voice actors, but you know his his whole attitude swap. I was say we definitely got some some serious tones though, especially when we saw knives. Hmm. I'm, I'm referring to just Vash himself, though. Vash himself. No, I get it, but I always feel like when you get, we will end up seeing that seriousness because Knives is there eventually. He got to be there at some point, right? Yeah, yeah. But I would like to see, like you said, like I agree with, you, like there are moments when he's not playtime, and we also saw that with the plant. You know, mm-hmm. is his perception of that plant was a little bit more serious and how he talked about it for two I seconds. See I know. I'm just saying, I want to see him get active with that same yes. energy, you know, that same mentality. So we see a, a flash of it, but this, he was just like joking, kitty, yeah. you know, a bash, a stampede. Yeah. He, he was bash, no stampede. No stampede. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it was pretty good, though. I'm looking forward to watching more of it. That's what I'm going to look forward to week to week, for sure. I'm glad it's on Crunchyroll or not on Netflix. Um, and then moving on to, you want to go to Bungo before we go to Nier? Please. Let's go to Bungo Straight Dogs. Now, Bungo does what it always do at the beginning of these seasons. And that's give you a dip of the past. And I love the way they do the dip of the past because the dip of the past is always monotone and and just a unique take on, on that story. Now, Tell did a watch along, so make sure you go watch that watch along with Tell to find out exactly what he felt in the moment on patreon.com slash waifu. But for my thoughts, to be honest, I fucking loved it, man. I loved it. Loving the fact that we learning that. Again, this is one I could have used to recap. I'm not going to hold you. Because I've totally, I'm like, what the fuck is these? Well, I'm confused. But then I remember how Bungo Stray Dogs does their season starts. And it's always the past. Um, mm-hmm. But they gave us a pass with literally uh, what they, the director of the security, whatever the place is called. I forget. The director of that place and who his first partner was, which was the uh, the detective, the kid detective. And go, yeah, absolute go, absolute go. Love this episode. Love the way it it kind of dissected the the crime scenes and 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 their relationships and how that kind of managed to come about. I can't wait. To, I, I we still obviously going to get more of that. Uh, usually, it takes, if I'm not mistaken, it's about three episodes before we get back to the present. So it's probably going to be the case here. I think was was always a good thing to mention, and so especially in the case of like Bungo Stray Dogs, that how we ended up with a a a battle action anime with such well rounded characters. I'm not saying every character is well rounded, but so many of these characters have layers, you know. Mm-hmm. Oh and yeah, there's so absolutely. much detail and information to them. It's 
almost like they really sincerely give a fuck about what they're giving us, bro. Absolutely. And this, this first episode, one of the things I love the most about it stylistically and how they do their historical episodes, like how they did season three when they started it that way, because remember the car bomb and everything. Yep. The colors are always washed out. Yep. They don't take all the saturation out, just like 98% Eight. of it, so <laughs> yep. a little bit of color yep. that says this is red but this is a purple highlight. So it almost don't even look red. And mm-hmm. I love how they do that because it's how, you know, I mean, you'll, you'll know it's the past when they show us it's the past, right. but you don't even have to think about it. You don't even have to consider it. As soon as like it came on, I saw the color. Boom. Past. Boom. We're in the past. We're in the past. It is what it is. And it's so good. I love how, I just love how the characters act in general. Um, I agree. Great first episode. We ain't got to explain it to you. You're going to watch it. Love it. Just like we do. Absolutely. And now to get to one of my most anticipated was <laughs> this is fucking I need to hear your thoughts about this before I even spill mine because mine is going to go into to some shit. It blew my fucking mind for, for one, but I'm going to go ahead and let you go for near automata version one point one a what do you think? I've only ever watched gameplay of this, but let me let me tell you something. <clears throat> I was surprised by the sound design <laughs> um which i almost feel like that shit was almost unparalleled like it was hard to find Wonderful. like aspects of it that were that were off like every movement everything felt crazy and then they hit us with some music and it was on point um and like i always say when we get a moment when there's silence but it doesn't feel like it's silent because they put it there properly i love it um I love the difference between 2B and 9S and how their characters are because 2B is like, we're not allowed to have emotions. 9S is like, oh, my bad. <laughs> and it's, 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 I want to know more about the world because like I said, I've only ever seen the gameplay and I, I feel like not being immersed in that gameplay is like actually playing it myself. I wasn't able to fully en- envelop myself in that world, but how they gave us this first episode, it really gives you like an understanding of like, I'm not going to say it gives you a full understanding, but it kind of gives you that understanding of the state of the world. Like they're saying, you know, for the humans, but it's like, where the fuck are humans at? Aha. <laughs> well, great question, Montel. If you don't mind, I would like to go into that a little bit. So those of you that don't know about Nier, Nier takes place after the apocalypse. The apocalypse being that um, automation literally it wiped out uh, humanity. So all the robots that you see that 9S and 2B are fighting, those are robots that eliminates uh, organic life, basically. Um, and the uh, the androids, they were the androids or the automatons were created to fight for humanity down on Earth to try to take back Earth. So basically the all of the uh, the different automatons, their goal is to literally fight all of the robots down on Earth to clear it out so humans can come back and live. Um, their goal is to just basically fight for humanity. And it's fucking watching this episode one till when I tell you, this is so crazy. Episode one is just the beginning of the fucking, it's the game. It's literally the game. Like I'm watching this shit, I'm like, Yo, what the fuck? Like beat by beat by beat and moment to moment and le- like level to level, it's the game. <laughs> but also I wanted to say like what I felt about that, right? Because we talked about the CGI and um, Trigun, how it's like the best, right? I felt like, and I hate how I feel this way sometimes. 
sometimes I feel like the, the game design CGI is so much better than like the shit we get in anime. But the CGI in this, like the moments of it that we got, it almost felt like they were putting me in the video game. And I was like, yeah, that's the kind of CGI I want in my anime. I don't want that, that clunky, completely sure. ugly looking stuff. So it felt like. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to keep it real with you. The, the, the video game still looked better, but yeah. like this shit is, it was the beat again, beat for beat the game. Like I, everything you like from the moment she was in her, her battle, her battle suit and she, there was, she was flying. That's literally a moment where you're doing a top down flying moment and you're flying through those doors. Like you're flying through those fucking doors and you're shooting a bunch of different robots. It was so the video game. And I'm like, I might as well not even watch this because it's just the game. I know exactly what it's going to be until Montel. Oh my God. I'm so glad I didn't look yeah. at this at the beginning until the end. Okay. I'm going to spoil the end. Um, the end they fight, they fight those robots again. That's at the end of like the first chapter. You do that. You do that boss battle, just like they did that boss battle, which is fucking crazy, which is so good. But you do that boss battle, and then they put their black boxes together and they explode. Okay. Now, what's so fucking cool about that is, what's the name of this episode, Tell? If you don't mind. Hold up. Take take just two seconds to find the episode of the the the, the title for me and like read it exactly how it is. All right, hold up. Because this is this is gonna fucking blow your mind because it did mine and it probably did mine because i specifically played the video game so i know exactly how this is going to go now the people that played the video game correct me if i'm wrong but i'm pretty sure i'm pretty sure about this which is why this is going to be so fucking dope okay. or not to square parentheses b b okay in parentheses in the square in the bracket parentheses is b right Mm-hmm. That's like that because that's the fucking B ending of the video game. Okay. That beginning that we watched where they put their black boxes together is the B ending of the video game. Mm. Oh, mind fucking blown. Because I'm looking at this when I was watching it, and I'm like, this whole thing has been the video game. The complete level one up until you fight the boss. You don't they don't put their black boxes together because that's a different ending. And then I saw an end and saw the B and I'm like, holy shit, that's B ending. That's the B ending. And then at the end, you get the little robot puppet that comes up and say, hey, this is near. This is uh, pod S or whatever. And we're going to introduce you to the different endings of the video game. I'm like, I get up and walk the fuck away till I walk away from my computer because I'm like, this shit is fucking incredible because I was not expecting them to do that. So basically, they're going to go through the endings of the game and the, and the show and the way they're doing it by just basically giving them another life by uploading uh, two beast consciousness to to the pods where she could just have another model of her another automaton just come down with her same personality and the same of everything that she went through before. Um, without 9S personality, because 9S personality got erased when he blew up the black box, it's fucking, it's literally the B ending. I'm like, oh my God, my mind is fucking blown. So with that being said, this is going to be a fantastic watch because what it's doing is after they come from the, from the top, I don't know if they're not going to replay the beginning again because they don't really need to, but they're going to continue the story from there. But we already got one of the 26 endings. So... I'm so extremely curious to see how this is going to go. 
hear me out and i'm only asking this because i i sincerely want to know on um, your perspective on this with that right because i was actually thinking this and i wanted to ask you do you think that they're going to give us like an anime exclusive ending no no they're going to stay faithful to the game and only give us like game endings probably because i i mean i've seen the trailer so i pretty much am I mean, and then seeing the trailers and then watching this first episode, I'm pretty sure that they're going to go the video game route, but they're going to give us the different endings in the video game in this anime somehow that I'm extremely curious to see. Now, I didn't watch all. I didn't play all of the endings. Like I said, I played about seven or eight of them. There's a lot of them, um, mm-hmm. but I, 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 I just can't wait, man. I can't to see how they're doing this. There's, oh my God, there's going to be a. There's gonna be a scene that's gonna that's so fucking freaky that if they if they do this how I think they're gonna do this it's gonna actually creep me out. But I'm looking forward to it more than ever before. Like I was so blown away about how good this was sectioned off, and I'm like I'm literally just fucking watching it. I might as well play the game. I'm playing the game right now, but I'm watching it. It's beat for beat. Like the moment she falls down, she goes down when she's like sliding down the thing. That's actually that fight that she has with that robot is a boss battle. <laughs> it's like a, like a mini boss battle, obviously. It's so fucking sweet, man. It's so special. It's looking good so far. And this is one of the uh, the anime that, we, that I watched that I literally felt like I couldn't take my eyes off. Of. <laughs> it's like, damn, because it's like so much shit going on. I, I agree with you. I agree with you. Okay, and now is it sleepers time? Uh, yeah, let's do sleepers. You or me first? Which which one you want to go? Yeah, uh, you you went first. I'm gonna do my sleeper first. Okay. Um, Nintendo Fusion. Nintendo Fusion. <laughs> that's, that's not the name. It's a Negan Fusion, but I like Nintendo ne- Fusion. Negan, Negan Fusion adventurers who don't believe in humanity will save the world. Hear me out, Bruh. I'm not upset with this. I loved it. I uh, absolutely loved it. I appreciate this audible um, and, and sliding in and getting this one. Uh, nah, bro. To you. The, the first episode was a lot of fun um, because really it's just telling everybody's backstory, how they got to where they were. Uh, we have a priest who was framed for being a pervert. That was so good, bro. That was such a good little story, too. I was yeah. so mad because I was upset. I'm like, no, not him. He was cool, man. Yeah, and the fact that he actually did nothing wrong. Did wild. nothing. Turned into uh, an alcoholic. I'm like, oh, shit. That's, I mean, it's valid, man. Um, We had the mage who was accused of being vain and and gloating and stealing and she's like first of all what i didn't lie gloat steal or anything like that i'm doing this for like purposes of like us getting you to like me and us and you think i'm i'm this person she gets exiled essentially she leaves and uh you know she does her own thing becomes an adventurer uh our main our main male character uh kicked out of heroes party yep he gets kicked out the heroes party and the thing is is too like all these characters are like raw like they all are like they built different (laughs) and it's almost like y'all kicking out the wrong people party yeah y'all got other y'all got other people y'all could be looking at y'all kicking out the wrong people from parties and stuff but yeah our, our main um male character nick he gets you know kicked out from the heroes party becomes an adventurer he's 
solid, bro. Really good fighter. And, you know, they don't need to rely on anybody. They, and, you know, how they meet is they say, I can't trust anybody while slamming their mugs on the, on the, de- on the desk. Um, Karan. We didn't the, get hers yet. We didn't get hers yet. And I, I think it was cool how they did it, though. Me too. Because it was like, we didn't get your story yet. And she's getting ready to explain it. And everybody's blackout drunk. They and blacked they out. <laughs> and like the the transition to that literally it goes foggy eyed. Like, you know, they were drunk and that last thing you remember. And they wake up and they're all together. And how they come to that conclusion, Nick is like, yo, is this okay? He's like, is it really okay for us to all go our separate ways? And not know if we're gonna have a room to stay in tomorrow or tonight. Sick, bro. It was so and good. I, it made sense. It was like, let's if we can't trust nobody else, let's be the party we can trust. Since I mean, we don't trust each other. We ain't gonna trust nobody else anyway. So we might as well do it. And then it, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I imagine that they're gonna find out. Wait, you're actually busted. Dope. Yep. You got you got the skills. You got skills. You got skills. You got skills. Everybody got skills. Let's go save the world, bro. Um, I loved it. So I, yeah, I'm rocking with it. How, what, what did you feel though? What did you feel? I absolutely loved everything. Everything you said was exactly how I feel. I, I I was watching this with this like with this smile on my face, like oh, this is about to be sick because I know I, I you could kind of see where it's going to go and how they grouped up together. But I, him being him becoming a fan of an, of that idol <laughs> was pretty hilarious. Oh and yeah, basically becoming an, an otaku of this world. Now this is not a isekai. This is just how the world is. But him becoming an otaku and and trying to recover from being framed from embezzlement and all this kind of shit that, that never happened. Like, fuck them. You know what I'm saying? I'm rooting. Now I'm rooting for these people. Uh, uh, and they're apparently they're going to save the world and uh, inducive to the title. So I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Like this one was extremely fun to watch too. I did enjoy it. I enjoyed it a lot. I'm glad it's a sleeper. So I have to. Now moving on from that. The Angel Next Door spoils me rotten, which is my sleeper choice. I fucking love it already. It's another just adorable one. Like what I like, I think what I like about Slice of Life, my favorite type of Slice of Life is a main character that is uh, not necessarily foreboding, but like kind of just mature, you know, all the bullshit, all the shyness and and just weirdness that some of the main characters have in these Slice of Life romance shows. I'm 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 cool with it, fine, but it's nothing better than a a a, a self aware, uh, normal, just you know, uh, dare I say, lethargic kind of like whatever kind of guy, and that's my favorite kind of protagonist, and that's exactly what he is. He's like, you know, I'm just whatever. I see this girl who I know at school is extremely popular sitting on a swing set while it's raining. I have an umbrella. Let me just do the right thing here. I don't want anything in return. Just take the umbrella. Uh, I'm gonna head home. Gives her the umbrella, and she's like, "Okay, thank you very much." When he when he dips, and he basically gets extremely sick from doing that because he catches the cold. She doesn't, um, and then she feels uh, at first feels obligated to take care of him because he got sick because of her essentially. And you when you kind of get to know her a little bit, she's that perfect school high school girl. Um, who trying to li- who seems to try to live up to expectations, who also is very honest when she's at least near him anyway. Very honest, very, you know, just kind of like whatever. I'm just doing this because I have to kind of shit. And it's it seems like it's a it's a recipe for a very good romance show. 
Very chill show. I'm loving it so far. What you think? If this wasn't your sleeper, this would be my surprise of the week. <laughs> it was it was highly enjoyable, bro. Like, yeah. like let's just artistically, like looking at it, Gorgeous. I actually really, really enjoy it. Um like I could have I felt like I could have paused a lot of the scenes, especially like the umbrella scene. Yes, bro. Facts. <laughs> I was ready. I was like, hold up, new wallpaper. <laughs> it, was, it, was such a, it was such a good scene. Um, but like like you said, that is also my favorite kind of male character for one of these uh, uh, slice of life. Uh, he gave me the the right perspective in terms of like he understands what's going on is what it seems like, yes. right? It doesn't seem like he's a comp- a character that's completely oblivious and yes. doesn't doesn't recognize that there is any anything going on. I like that he's not unaware of just life. Yes, man. It's it's cool. It's one thing to it's I, like I think it's perfectly fine to be oblivious to to certain cues, but overly oblivious is like come Starts on, bro. Get frustrating, you, right? You are not mentally ill. You just <laughs> you, there's problems here. So yeah. I, I do entirely love the fact that like he is a character who is cognizant of what's going on around him. So I'm actually super thrilled to watch this one and continue next week. Uh, you picked a good sleeper. I, I guess, as usual, you like um, <laughs> four for five at this point. <laughs> right. <Probably. laughs> Eight for ten. It's, it's okay. It's to put that in perspective of what you said about how it looks, uh, the studio is Project Non. So if you're familiar with Project Non, they did Love After World Domination, which also looked great. Haji Hero, they did. My stepmom daughter is my ex. They did bottom tier uh, character Tomozaki. They did. Um, I forgot. I loved Hajihiro so much. Yeah, Hajihiro's too good. Uh, high school, high school prodigies have it easy. Even in another world, they did that one too, which is looked really, really good. Um, but Project Nine does a lot, a lot of good stuff. I'm, I'm so happy about this one. This one. This one feels just like it's going to naturally grow into a romance that you can enjoy. When you ain't got to worry about love triangle, which I I love, by the way. But you don't got to worry about any of that. You just got to worry about the typical the, the typical romance between a girl and a guy in high school who doesn't intentionally intend on falling in love and it coming about naturally, which I'm looking forward to the most. Holy shit. That's it. Now we got to take a break. <laughs> I swear. We got to take a break, but when we come back, we should probably spoil like Blue Lock or something. And maybe uh, Eminence. My Hero was like a recap episode, basically, so I don't think we should go into that. Yeah, we can, we can, t- we can touch on those Blue Lock and Eminence and Shadows. All right, we'll be right back after these. Oh, we got to do Recommendation Roulette, don't we? Yeah, you want to do it on the on the way back? Yeah, we'll do it on the way back. We'll do recommendation on the ru- uh, roulette when we come back, but we'll be right back after this.
And welcome back to episode 187? 86. 86. <laughs> <laughs> My check, waifu, waifu. 86, one of our favorite anime ever. Facts. All right, we're going to start off with a recommendation roulette this week uh, after the break, which is strange, but let's start off with a recommendation roulette. What's the year? Um, 2021. Wow. Okay, easy. Recent. Um, non-popular. Holy, what a good year that was, though. Uh... Last time we did 2021, I did. Oh, no. We never did 2021 before. Okay. All right. I'm going to go with one that uh, I know people, a lot of people didn't watch. We did do 2021 before. And I did uh, Tsukamichi, Moonlit Fantasy, I think. But this time, I'm going to go with bottom tier character Tomazaki. I think that's an actual a great show, which is a perfect example. It's Project 9. We just talked about it. Um, expert gamer decides to group up uh, with these people and this one of the like most popular girl in school the idol of the school basically is also a gamer but she hides it and she tries to help him become um, more popular basically it's love don't cost a thing the anime I think it's uh, I think it's cool bottom, t- bottom tier character it's almost like um I think one of the ones that we watched and I, we, we might have praised it, but I don't think it got a lot of uh, talk on the timeline. Uh, the detective is already dead. Uh, I didn't remember it necessarily being like oh, talking okay. about a ton, but it was a, a pretty uh, decent anime, especially with the with the, the romance and whatnot going on. Never if you you never finished it, I, I finished it and really enjoyed it. But the detective is already dead. I thought was a pretty solid, like a uh, kind of a story on the romance and how they kind of carry each other. Uh, so yeah, that's my recommendation. Sweet. All right, brother. Let's get to it, shall we? Let's do it. Let's start off with uh, what you want to start off with. Blue Lock. Let's do that. All right, cool. Man, I I wasn't expecting what happened to happen. I literally thought our crew was going to win. I didn't think they was going to win at all. But let me tell you something else. I'm so getting fucking tired of this main character and every episode feeling like the exact same thing of him and his inner monologue crying and complaining and saying basically the same shit he said for 14 episodes or whatever it is. I, I'm kind of annoyed by it. I just sit there and like, okay, now I'm hearing him. Oh, but I got to do this. I got to do this for this. If I want to become the egoist or whatever, I'm so tired of it. I'm so annoyed by it. I just want him to fucking play soccer, either lose or win and keep it fucking moving because the inner monologue is just kind of like what it does is it just expands the episode to make it longer so they can hit that 25 count. The the bigger issue that I see, right, is and it, it stems off exactly what you're saying, right? The issue is that like that inner monologue, if it was developmental, mm-hmm. it would feel better. Um, yeah. Because that inner monologue needs to be him not saying I need to take a direct shot. How am I going to get to that spot to take the direct shot? Like when he had those moments when he was getting the ball past him, he was trying to figure out how he's going to get to the next point to actually score. That wasn't bad. Yeah, that was okay. It it was everything else in between that where it's like, 
I have to be the egoist. Like you, like you said, like, yeah, be the egoist. You don't have to tell us that every five minutes. Tell me how you're going to make this goal. Right. Bruh. Tell me about how you about to go practice and make sure you got the, the calf muscles to jump high enough next time. Cause dude is over 190 centimeters and you need to be able to jump with a, <laughs> with a Yao Ming looking, uh, you know, I need to figure this out, bro. Right. Um, and I'm not, I'm not taking it away from like the people who really enjoy their, their sports anime and whatnot. Not at all. But, yeah. But the issue I'm having is like, I'm having a hard time connecting with our MC specifically. Bachira, I fuck with Bachira, bro. I like him. The, he, and he's not the main character. He's one of the main characters, but he's him, okay. I mean, but I, I fuck with him for the whole fact of like, he's moving. He's progressing. I see. He's not. He's okay. not taking a step back, and 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 it might just be because he's not the MC that we're not constantly in his head, but we just see him progressing. That's yeah. all we see from him. One episode is I got good footwork. Next episode is I got you no know, fancy passes that can do this. The next episode we see him. I really need to step up my footwork, not just keep the same footwork I did four episodes ago Ooh. so I, that's why i'm saying like i really like bachira because he actually has grown and um i'm ready to see more of that the guy that got he got on his team right now nagi. was already yeah nagi was in, i mean in my opinion he was already better than y'all yep so we we do have to see him grow but his growth that he got when we last saw him play it, it it feels more like a, a character growth, which is cool to me because our main character doesn't feel like he's getting that character growth. He feels like he's getting. I mean, I don't want to say he's stagnating because he has grown. He has grown. Sure. It's just not enough in the amount of time that we're going to have for this entirety of the anime. Yeah, I just I, I fucking I'm so tired of rolling my eyes because I'm tired of hearing him complain for seven minutes straight about somebody else doing something awesome. You know what I'm saying? Like, Ren, he was popping the fuck off. And the minute he popped the fuck off, then I got to go back to the main character in his head is, oh, now what am I going to do? He blah, blah, blah. We need three go. Like, they're sta- he's stating the obvious. He's stating the shit that doesn't need to be stated. And it's just, all it's doing is just extending the episode to make it long. That's it. That's it. Like, uh, I want to move forward. Okay, let's lose this episode. Let's lose 15 minutes in. And then in the next five minutes, let's start focusing on what he's going to do next. And then we continue the story and push the story forward. And then let's let's win again. Let's get somebody else on. Like, it's 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 pseudo predict. Now, I, while I didn't predict them to actually lose this, I it's still pseudo predictable because like. Then we know on that uh, foreshadowing. With yeah, of course. Cliffhanger. It, yeah, the, the foreshadow with the cliffhanger, and like, I don't, I don't need them to drag all episodes just to make that twenty five count, just to linger on some some very predictable shit. He's gonna go get him back. When he get him back, obviously, he's gonna have some other teammates, probably some beast or somebody from his original team. Um, but uh, whatever. Like, I just want to move on. I just want to move forward. I just want to get more progression as to where this shit is going to go. Um, and spending this whole episode on this one match kind of just annoyed me a little bit. That's mm-hmm. kind of been the show since it, since it came on. But I will say this. I'm not mad that I'm watching it. Um, even though I feel like it solidified the fact that I fucking hate sports anime, I'm not mad that I watch it. I'm still... That's cap. You don't hate sports anime. I do. I do. I actually do. They fucking but you like Haikyuu. Yeah, that's. I mean, there's, there's a the, the broken clock is right twice a day. 
So uh, it's like I like I I I like Epo and I like uh Haikyuu. But the rest of the shit stinks. Um and I think it's because they're all the fucking Now, I haven't watched much, but I feel like they're all the same. I feel like they're all like Blue Lock, to be honest. And that turns me completely off because I don't really care about Blue Lock. I don't care about any of the other characters. It's hard to even learn these characters' name. I only knew Nagi Bachira and I don't, don't know his name. What's the main character's name? Oh don't know his name. shit, that's crazy. I don't know the main character's name. And Nagi I'm again by Chira because they're the main characters. They run the show. I swear I'm not trolling. I don't know his name. <laughs> Izaki. 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 Whatever, bro. Like, I only knew them, even though I didn't know the main character's name, because we've been with them for two episodes. So I don't know. I'm just I'm ready for it to to con- I just want it to progress. I want us I do want to see how it ends. That's where I'm looking forward to. And if it ends with us trying to get a second season, I'm fucked. Oddly enough, the the number one character is the mentality I want. Like I and not necessarily that mentality specifically like him being like an asshole, but I want him I want that kind of pressure. Like, bro, I'm built different. I need to show you I'm built different. Like I'm not really trying here. I need Something like that that continues our characters' growth yeah. because okay, I see what you they, they thought they were being good. They thought they were good. No, you're not. You are as tastic, bro. Um, I need you to figure out the fact that you're you're not good. Even the people you thought were good are not good, and y'all need to find a way to move forward and actually be better than what you currently are and that's that's all i want in in this sports anime and i feel like there are sports anime to do it but this is i need progression i this need training so camps I, and this is a whole training camp man i feel like y'all not really training I y'all agree. getting in game getting your head beat in not getting your head beat in pulling a, a ass card out in yes you know, like, hey, bro yes. i got it i need y'all to tell figure him. it out um i need so, to tell them button i'm not I, I don't hate it though like i really don't uh, I'm, not, I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to say like I hate it because I. I do enjoy the moments where the moments are good, but I want. I don't want one moment that's good. I want. I want like consecutive consecutive moments. I want <laughs> consistency within the framework of this show. Yeah, I guess I should clarify because I did say I hate sports anime, right? Yes, I, they just bore me. That's what. That's more of a. I guess an appropriate appropriate term. Like I don't hate IQ. I don't hate Epo. I don't even hate Blue Lock. I'm just bored as fuck of Blue Lock. Like, bored as fuck. And I'm not supposed to be. This is supposed to be suspenseful, intense moments that I just... But right now, I just don't... I'm like, okay, let's kind of go. Let's, let's go to let's go to something that's going to be actually suspenseful. And we haven't yet. Um, and that's what's disappointing so far. Uh, but I don't hate it. I guess I don't hate it. Hate it is a strong word. You're right. So I'm sorry. You were right. Um, I don't hate it. I just be talking shit. You can hate it if you want to. No, I don't hate it. I don't actually hate it. Because what you said makes sense. Because we like, I feel the same exact way you do. I just need progression. Just let me go forward. Let me get some more. Um, yeah, let's get some progression. Let's move on. Let's progress on to Eminence and Shadow. Um, yeah, bro. I fucking love this show still though. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, you know what's funny? Talk to me. Is that we was just talking about progression. This show is about to go straight back to the I'm shadow mentality. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell you why. Talk to me. Because he killed everybody. That, 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 no, he's shadow. 
<laughs> he killed everybody that oh, was in the yeah. room. Oh, yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> Except for the, the witch chick. The witch chick didn't know. But she disappeared. You yeah, know? She, she's, she was she, you was know she coming back. She, could, she couldn't be killed. Yeah. You know she's coming back, though. Yeah. Sure. Uh, I, I liked her a lot, though. I liked her a whole lot. Even though she was evil as shit, I still liked her. Like I want her, I want her to be a part of the team. But and she probably she will. We didn't see her technically do anything evil. No, like we she, saw like the the flashbacks of who she was, the queen yeah. of, or the witch of cataclysm or something. Cal- calamity, yeah, of course. She's yeah, evil. you don't get that title for nothing. <laughs> you kill a bunch of fucking people. But we also have Shadow who can keep her in check. She's not just go out here at wild if she gonna get mopped. No, 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 no. That, that, that's exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> she needs to come back and just be a part of the team. And just uh, work under Master Shadow. <laughs> um, what I did, you, what I did, I must just say this: what I did love about the last couple of episodes of this show is that we've been getting more of the team. Okay, yes, less of Shadow, more of the team. Even though getting more of Shadow is always dope, getting more of the team was so good because now I'm starting to, now I'm starting to like these other characters, and I knew I would the moment I saw them because they all just look cool. But mm-hmm. Alpha. Beta is awesome when she's chilling with the princesses and they making that little pact like they don't know she's Beta and she can fucking chop their head off in two seconds. Um, and then you got Delta and you got the one at I forget what the other one is called. Uh, Beta Ga- Gamma. No, no, yeah, Gamma is the one that's uh, she's not a fire girl. She's the one that's running all the uh, department stores. Mm-hmm. Uh, L Epsilon. Epsilon. Yeah, Epsilon. She's she she's fucking hilarious because she's using she's using the suit for, to to give her some well endowedness, but mm-hmm. I, I like I ain't, I'm starting to like them now that I'm finally starting to see more of them. I I wish we got more of them, you know. But to know how they came up, this episode was sweet. I loved it, and I feel like we're gonna get more of them because you saw one of our princesses just got technically corrupted, right? Oh yeah, true. So I forgot about that, which was my favorite princess, by the way. Let's go! They about to join the team. I hope she does. I hope she. She's like literally my favorite princess. She was super sweet, super fun. I like the fact that she got a crush on Sid, not Shadow. It's because they don't know. And the other one got a crush on Shadow, would not Sid. No, I think she likes Sid too. You got some jealousy tendencies in there. He the goat, bro. He he, really he, actually, is. he he is so he's such a a cool like concept on a character. I I want more exploration Exec- of him. Yes, we like need, yes to get because the execution is just so annoying. Because he can definitely still be the eminence in shadow, and still be like a a somewhat powerful character. Yes, you know? and I like, agree. I, I think of it like you think about Overlord, right? Overlord was Mamonga. Mm-hmm. And Eins. in or what was it? Is it Momont? He was Momont and Eins. Yes. yes, yes. You know, so he was still, you know, helping and then doing this, and he found a way to collab, do this as a collaborative, right? Yes, bro. I exactly. Oh. Shadow pull that off, like, bro. I agree. Just, I like that. And it, you don't have to be raw. He's good enough to pretend to be just good. Yep. He's good enough to pretend to be the best, but not be as good as Shadow. He's good enough to do that. Like you can do that, bro. Pull it off. You don't even have to. You can flex on everybody. You don't have to be the main character because you're not strong enough to be shadow. You know, quote unquote. But you, you know, you can still so be I'm, dope. 
Right. But him drawing attention to himself kind of would give away the fact that he might be shadow. Because if you pop off in in, in this world, in the realm of this world, they know that you got to be somebody more than just an aristocrat's youngest son. And if you're more than just a real an aristocrat youngest son, but when you think about it, his sisters pop off. That's what I'm saying. His sister yeah. is the best fighter, you know, in their land. And it, it, it could be like, I've been practicing under my sister all my life. I come here, I'm practicing underneath the the best, the sister, I'm practicing underneath the sister of the best source person in the entire country. Be better than, be better than everybody else, but weaker than your sister. Right. And literally I fought her and just, he could just be like, I fought her and I got to see face firsthand and I pretended to die 75 times. Yeah. <laughs> so I could see all those techniques, you know. Which is pretty fucking funny to think about. He's like, yeah, I, I just move my organs. Like, you, you don't have to. You can get stabbed wherever if you just know how to move your organs. Man. Damn, those shit still hurt. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. I'm like, well, yeah, you still got stabbed. <laughs> oh, but I mean, gosh. realistically, it don't matter if you if you don't have any vitals there. Yeah, bro, it, it was it was a great episode. Um, I I do want to just see more. That's it. Ain't nothing to, ain't nothing to say. I agree. We need more. We need more for sure. All right. Uh, well, uh, I think what I think, okay, gut check for Eminence and Shadows. What do you think is going to happen next? Uh, I think that the the princess that got corrupted is not going to share her corruption immediately, obviously. Um, mm. It's going to be, be a minute before that. Um, I think we'll have like an episode or two before that actually is exposed. But I think... Interesting. I, I, I'm not sure what the reason for it being exposed is, right? Because I, while they can spot the corrupted ones, they can't spot them before corruption, can they? As far as we know, right? They've only ever been able to find them once they've already been corrupted, turn to the mass, and then fix them. Yeah. I'm thinking that, you know how Alpha thought she was maybe a descendant because she kind of looked like Olivia, Oliver or Olivia. Mm-hmm. Um I think that she has some connection to Oliver or Olivia. Um, And because she came from where she was, which was near the center of that uh, demon arm, that even though they said, didn't they say that the Witch of Calamity is the demon, that demon arm or whatever? I think it was something along the lines. I forget, but I'll I'll think about it. I'll come back to y'all next week about that. But I think she's going to be... uh, she's going to be taken over and become like super dark and shadow's going to basically cure her. And like you said, I think she's going to become a part of the eminence and shadow. I think, I think she, she has to, right? Like after they cure her essentially, mm-hmm. because I feel like, I feel like everybody that becomes a part of the eminence or the shadow garden is that they kind of die first because they're all a part of that, um, that demon yeah. blood. I think they got to die first and then be brought, not brought back, but modified. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there is restored to their original self. And that's what is going to happen to her. I think that's going to be a freaking sweet seat. Ah, freaking sweet. And I'm at Polo Born Fly on all social media. <laughs> I'm at King Italiano. You can follow media. our social medias at Mike Check Waifu <laughs> on Twitter and at Mike Check Waifu, Waifu on Instagram and TikTok. Hey, and as always.
to Mike Check Waifu Waifu. Is that you? Is that you? Is that you? Is that you? Is that you?